this episode of The Naturist Living Show, a play about nudity. This episode of The Naturist Living Show is brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. At Bear Oaks, we offer traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Free your body, free your mind. www.bearoaks.ca Welcome, dear listener, to episode 90 of The Naturist Living Show. My name is Stéphane Deschain. I'm your host for this podcast and the owner of Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. And I, um, you know, I've really appreciate hearing from people and I appreciate all the contacts I get. And so I've really become uh, the go-to person for anything to do with nudity. Um, people call and tell me about things, which is great. So I'm really up to speed on what's going on in terms in the world when it comes to issues regarding to body image and nudity and naturism in particular, which is why I was really surprised when I heard an interview on uh, CBC Radio, that's the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Uh, I heard on CBC Radio in a show called As It Happens, an interview with Thea Fitzjames. Her play called Naked Ladies had just been banned uh, from a show in Thailand. And what was particularly interesting is that she had performed that show through the summer um, in Toronto. She's from Toronto. And the fact that there was something in my own backyard related very clearly to nudity and body image and body acceptance, and I hadn't heard about it, was a little surprising. (laughs) I was a little shocked, Uh, disappointed, because I would have loved to go to the show. So I looked into it further, and it indeed sounded like something I really would have enjoyed seeing. So I did the next best, best. So I did the next best thing, and I contacted Thea Fitzjames, and we got together for coffee, and we had a wonderful discussion. Um, definitely, we agreed on a lot of areas, and she told me about her show, and it sounded like something that was, if it wasn't a nature show, it should have been. Of course, I didn't just talk to her, I recorded our whole interview and discussion so that you can hear it too. Yeah, my name is Thea Fitzjames. I am an artist and an academic uh, living out of Toronto, but based a little bit of everywhere. Um, I'm, I'm a fringe performer, so I'm, uh, I do the, the, the fringe festivals in Canada and I'm yeah, interested in conversations around feminism, around uh, female bodies throughout history, um, but also sort of... Uh, political topics at large and how they affect us on a personal political level. And you're about as serious as you can get about being in theatre because you're doing your PhD in theatre, right? Yes, I am only a year away from finishing my PhD in theatre. I'm finally allowed to write the thing. That's where I'm at. There's my stage where they're like, oh, okay, you can finally write it. You've jumped through enough hoops. Um, But yeah, I I really uh, love uh, theatre and being a theater academic um, is is incredibly fulfilling, and, and and thinking about forms and politics and how they are made through theater. And uh, yeah, yeah, my, my PhD topic is about the female body in contemporary plays and and performance art. Um, and I'm looking at how textiles, so the clothes we wear and um, and the things we put on, how they interact with uh, 
the female body as an activist perform performance. So it's uh, dense and specific, but I mean, that's what a PhD is for. <laughs> so, yeah. And you, in fact, turned that into a play last summer, right, called Naked Ladies? Yes, Naked Ladies. is. A, I premiered it last summer at the Edmonton Fringe and uh, and did what will is for now the last performance of it this past summer um, at Summerworks in Toronto. Uh, so Naked Ladies is all about the uh, naked body, naked female body throughout history, looking at um, the stigma around it, the celebration around it, and trying to find some, some middle ground where we can all meet. Um, yeah, and it's a solo performance uh, that I created. <laughs> Yeah. So describe a little bit what the play looks like and what, how, it, how it comes together. Yeah, so it's a, I, I describe it as a performance lecture. So it really is a meeting of a, an academic look at the history of nudity. So I talk about um, art history. I talk about sort of contemporary women like Miley Cyrus and um, Kim Kardashian and those kind of con contemporary scandals um, and, 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 and the history of the medical naked ladies, so the female body and medical history I talk about. But then I also sort of mirror that with my own experience of being a kid and running around naked when I was five and how free that was and, and that moment that that changes for women where all of a sudden we are not allowed to run around naked anymore. Our bodies are not neutral. They're now sexualized. Um, and so that that meeting of shame through the female body. Um, so I read like er early journal entries when I was like 13 and I talk about um, things that my parents did that sort of stuck with me as a way to shame my, my young female body. Um, and, and I try to, I share it in a kind of show and tell way going back and forth between lecture and sort of personal kind of diary narrative um, in a way to sort of make the personal political and for us all to sort of meet um, in this idea of what the naked lady is. So you're generally nude on stage for most of the performance. Was that hard? Uh, you know, it, it it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it it wasn't because I had I had sort of started um, exploring nudity. I read this incredible book in my master's called uh, uh, The Explicit Body in Performance, and it's by this uh, academic Rebecca Schneider, and she develops this term explicit body as. Um, basically performers, art historical performers that walk the line between art and porn. So those people who are doing something that is, is political and intense, but you're like, wait, but it's also dangerous somehow. And so she writes this incredible book about, about nudity and performance. And it, I read it and was just like, oh, I wanna, I wanna do that. Um, I'm, I'm not nearly as brave as some of the explicit body artists, but, um, but so I, I started doing naked art, so I, I made, um, two naked art pieces before I ever dreamed up Naked Ladies, uh, which were mostly my body just being, like imagining that the naked body can be material. So what is it for, in one of my performances, I, I made pants for seven hours and that was all I did. I just sat there and made pants naked and then I put on the pants and I walked off stage. And, and what is that for a woman to make pants naked over seven hours? Um, so they were really kind of simple images. They weren't very, um, they were more provocations or, or uh, sparks than, than full-fledged pieces with a political agenda. Um, so, I, so I had done a few of those before doing Naked Ladies. Uh, what I wasn't, what was hard about Naked Ladies wasn't necessarily the nudity. Um, it was combining the nudity with, um, with the raw emotion of the storytelling. So it's different when I'm reading you know, standing naked in front of uh, an audience and just standing and, and looking at them was one thing. Uh, doing it while reading my my diaries from from 
being 13 and being so ashamed of my body and so ashamed of my sexuality is a completely other. Um, so that was that was what was difficult was, you know, I, I talk about hysteria, for instance, in the show and go on a, a hysterical rant where I rip my clothes off and I and it's and it's meant to be um, intense and too much and over the top uh, and. And it's it's it, every most shows it brings me to tears like it's just uh, the and so so nudity in the context of the words was more difficult than I thought it would be walking in because I was like oh I've been naked on stage I can do it uh, and then all of a sudden sharing your life along with your body was 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 so rewarding but very difficult yeah so you didn't grow up obviously from what you're saying with being nude or being comfortable with nudity or possibly the opposite so. Why? Why did you want to do this? Well, it, it was, it, in fact, in, in response to all of a sudden, you know, I, I, I loved running around naked when I was a kid. I still love running around naked as an adult, but I'm not allowed to, and I have uh, these weird levels of shame through my history and through my life that tell me that that's not okay. For through my mom, my mom and I have. A lot of the play is about me and my mom's journey and of her accepting that this is what I do. And it's been a really, really powerful, really growing journey for both of us. But she was very, very against it for a very, very long time. Um, because she was afraid for, for me and for my safety. And I, I, I've grown to love and respect her for that. Um, but, but to go back to your question, um, I wrote the show to, to talk about these things. To say, okay, so if I have had this kind of shame and I'm curious about it and want to dive into it, I'm sure I'm not alone. I'm sure other people have experienced this kind of shame. And uh, doing the show that has proved that that response is overwhelming. The amount of people after the show who hug me and say thank you and uh, talk to me about their own shame, about their own bodies, men and women, um, is, is astounding. Uh, and it was always the thing I find the show exhausting to do because it's an emotional show. Um, it's very, it's a very revealing show, uh, no pun intended. But it's, uh, it's. Uh, so I, what what brought me back to do it again and again and again was the amazing warm warm responses from audiences uh, who just want to talk about. We want to talk about these things. We want to talk about our shame. We want to move past it. We want to enter this world with a more grounded experience of who we are in our bodies and outside our bodies. Um, and that includes our, our naked bodies. That includes our nudity, I think. Um, so yeah, so that's why I wrote the show, is to sort of be like, okay, why is this a thing that, that keeps coming up in my life? I have so many naked stories. And I ask it, that's, the show is me asking throughout, what is a naked lady? What is the nudity? And, 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 I, and I, I mean, no spoilers, but the show ends with me being like, I don't know, and it doesn't matter. Um, you know, we're here, we're alive, we have history. Um, my body is historical, your body is historical. That's ma a magical thing. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. But not, not to keep harping on that topic, a lot of people um, internalize this body shame so much that they, they don't enjoy ever being naked. You say you still enjoy being naked, but they, they are so shamed that they, and it's so internalized that it's wrong that it becomes part of who they are. That didn't get to you that far. Why do you think that is? Because it sounds like it was pretty strong growing up. I think, um, I think it, it didn't because for a long time I was fascinated and really deeply respected these other artists who were doing it. So I remember the first time I performed naked in front of my some close friends and some colleagues, I was very scared. Um, but the the deep respect and the 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 sort of power um, that I saw these other performers and these historical performers find um, 
I talk about them in my show, the, these explicit, explicit body artists. So Carly Schneeman and Yoko Ono and um, Karen Finley, these, the power they found in their, in their, in their despair, the power they found in, in being shamed, um, in saying, uh, you, see, you know, screw that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm taking back my body. Um, and I'm gonna, and, and you know, you want nudity, here it is, you know, um, was so, I was so overwhelmed and touched and identified so deeply with that in my, in my, in my undergrad and in reading about these women that finally when there, there someone, a, a graduate, uh, my teacher just said, if someone wants to do a performance, I just knew that I wanted to do a, a naked performance. Um, so, so it, it took a long time for me to, and it, and it, and I really, approach it intellectually first um, and it took me a long time to to say okay I'm using the I'm wearing my I mean one of the criticisms of my show is that I wear wear my intellectualism as a barrier so much I, I put put and so what, what happens if we get rid of all the intellectualism and just talk um, uh, you know what what is what does it mean to truly be naked what does it mean to truly reveal ourselves um, so to do that, I have to stop talking like a lecturer and I have to be honest and I have to, you know, get deep. Um, and that's, that was hard. That was hard. But it was, um, every time it was always, I think if I had done the show and hadn't, it hadn't been received well, I would, I would never have done it again. You know, I think a lot of me taking those risks and being afraid, um, was equally matched by just a huge warm embrace from the artistic community I was in. Um, so I'm, I'm really lucky. I don't think ever, I think people take risks with their naked body and, and get rejected. And I think that d drives them deeper into feelings of, of shame and self, self-loathing and, and self-body loathing. And, um, and I, I was really lucky, but it did, I did take the trip intellectually way further than I ever did personally for a really long time. Yeah. So did you consider then that there's two sides? So you are in your show and your nudity is about empowering yourself. It's about taking control. But you don't control the audience. And potentially, even likely, some people in the audience were not taking your nudity the way you want it to be. They were consuming you more as an object. How did you reconcile that, and how did you feel about that? I, I continue to reconcile that every day. It's um, one way in the show that I attempt to get away from that well, so first I'll say I'm not, na I'm not naive enough to assume that there's not at least one person in the audience doing that. I sort of assume that going in and, and um, accept that. And accept that, you know, you can't change everyone's minds overnight. And if even a little bit of my show is sinking into someone who's there for the wrong reasons, then, then I feel like I've won. <laughs> but also... Uh, in the in the opening of my show, I I look every single person in the eye. So I come out completely naked, and I uh, it's now becoming the longest section of my show. It used to be five minutes. Now it's almost it can be almost twenty. When I had like an eighty or ninety seater house, when I had a very sold out house, um, it took me almost twenty minutes to look every single person in the eye, and I got in a lot of trouble because my show ran horribly over. Um, but uh, but it, it's um, it's an important part because it's about um, meeting people on the individual level, and I think. Once I do that and I actually meet every single person on an individual level, first of all, what happens is the nudity very quickly becomes the least interesting thing in the room. What becomes the most interesting thing in the room is the people. And, and 
and and we can all sort of and you can feel it in the room i come out and people are like oh nudity and then you can feel it as people sort of relax um and we start to interact on an individual level and that i think helps me step away from the fear of objectification um in parts of my show, I, I literally, I'm, I'm projecting images of women being objectified and sort of putting myself in front of them, trying to awkwardly copy what they're doing, and it's, it's funny and it's weird. Um, and in those moments, I invite that comparison, for sure. Um, because we are nowhere near to escaping the objectification of our bodies. First, we need to get to know each other as people um, and, and, and try to try to get past it in that way. So, so I don't have a, a complete answer. I'm still grappling with it, but I am confident that uh, with the show and in looking at people and saying, hey, I'm just here, I'm just a human. I don't know, I don't know either. I don't have any answers. Uh, and you're uncomfortable, that's okay. And you think this is funny, that's okay too. And you, you're, you feel sad, you wanna cry, let's cry. You know, like, um, um, it's, it's, uh, it allows us to get past the body as object and get to the body as soul and person. Um, yeah. So let's say, let's say, for example, that somebody decides to put this show on, or you, well, you decide to put this show on, and you end up with an audience that you know is comprised mostly of, let's assume, men, sure. who are going to look at this as a chance to see a little bit of skin and get a little... Can you still do the show? Um, I have kicked people out of my show before, never for what, what I presume is nefarious reasons, but for people talking, like... Um, the, Adela the Adelaide Fringe, for instance, is a drinking fringe. Everyone drinks. Every ve uh, venue is licensed. And I usually discourage drinking during my show because it's just... Sometimes it's great and we can have a fun time and we can laugh at the body more and it loosens people up. And sometimes this one guy just could not stop talking during my show. And it was a... It was an, it's an intimate, quiet show. And I eventually I had to be like, hey, if you don't want to be here, you can leave. And he did. Um, and it, and it brought us together, I think, stronger as an audience. It's an amazing thing when you kick someone out of your show. You're kind of like, it's terrifying. But it's it's also being like, okay, well, these are the rules that we are setting up as a group. And, and you're breaking them, so you need to go. Um, if I was ever in a scenario where the audience was against me, um, hopefully I've set up a, something in, at the very top of my show that's, that cuts that right away. I've never had that problem. And I'm really, I think that's it, it's in the show. It's built in. Um, but if it did, I think it would be... Um, I don't think I would keep going with the show. I think I would have to, mo I mean, the show is kind of loose. It's a very loose show and I can talk to the audience. So I think I would ha have to sort of sit for a minute and be like, what's going on guys? <laughs> like, like, why are we reacting in this way? What's this, what's happening? Um, Cause I don't think I could, I could, would feel comfortable um, continuing if I felt like there was a aggression. Because I yeah. think that's aggression, right? Well, there is, and it's, but it's also, you know, nudity can go both ways, right? Your nudity can be empowering mm -hmm. as long as you feel that it, you're in control. Yeah. But if you reverse that, you become more like a stripper. Yes. yes. And that changes the power, right? Absolutely. And, and, and I, I, yeah, and there's nothing, I mean, it's, my show's been called like an academic striptease. There's nothing stripteasy about my show. It's very like... Uh, it, it, I come out naked right at the top. I, I put on different aspects of it. There is something I think tantalizing about. I always, I, I half tell stories sometimes, and I show half truths, and I, I lie in the show, and then reveal that I'm lying later. So there is a bit of a tease there, but it's, it's more of a, a narrative tease than a, than a strip tease. Um, but it's, um, but I agree with you. I think if I ever felt like I wasn't in control of the situation. I would, I would stop it. Um, and I would just, you know, put on a dress shirt and pull out my chair and be like, 
what do, what do you guys want right now? What's happening? Let's have a show of hands. Like, what's going on? <laughs> this isn't what I want. I'm not happy. Are you happy? Like, is this making you, is this giving you joy? Like, um, and I, and I feel confident enough in the, sh in the, in, I know that show in and out now. I mean, like, if you, it's, it's such a gift to have a show that someone can be like, and go, and you can just be like, oh, it's like, it's, it's part of me now. So I feel confident enough in the show that, I could do that if, if that ever happened. I mean, I hope it doesn't, um, or I hope it does. I mean, it's one of those weird things that, what a story that would be, what an incredible opportunity that would be to actually have a conversation with people who don't want to have a conversation with you, right? When we objectify someone, we don't expect them to talk back. And the whole idea of my show is naked ladies talk back. Uh, naked ladies, as I imagine them in the show, uh, refuse to be objectified. Uh, they refuse to, uh, while, while embracing their objectification, while moving past it, while uh, exploding what that means. Um, I'm speaking a little bit of metaphor, but yeah, yeah, I, I think control is an important thing, and it's, it's, but it's not about controlling the audience, it's about controlling myself. Um, so I am allowing the audience to feel whatever they want to feel, uh, but if it's at my expense, that's, that becomes a dangerous. Um, not only for me, but for other audience members as well. So it's not a show about sex or sexuality, and it's not a strip show, you said that. But uh, I understand that people in Singapore uh, don't necessarily agree. So do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, it's such a funny thing. Um, yeah, the Singa so I, I was invited to apply for the Singapore Fringe. I applied. I sent them a, a video of my show, so they knew exactly what they were getting into. Um, and then... As, as they applied for censorship, they sort of warned me that some sections of my show might be edited. And they were like, we don't want to censor you. We're not about censorship, but uh, just be warned. You know, I have one moment where I, I talk about the only kind of really explicit moment of my show. I'm talking about, uh, I, I bring up this kind of, in a metaphorical, kind of really academic way, the idea of secrets and the idea of secreting. So I kind of bring them together in this kind of metaphor of what we show and what we tell and, and female bodies. Uh, and I, and I, and I, it sounds graphic, but it's not. It's really kind of a, a little moment in the show uh, where I, I taste my vagina. So I like sort of stick my finger in my vagina, and I pop it in my mouth, and then and then we kind of all go what? And I and I keep going in the show. Um, and it's just a little kind of like uh, uh, almost like an exclamation mark in brackets, sort of in the in the story of the show that I that I quite like. Um, and they warned me that that would probably have to be. And I was like, okay, I can I can probably do that in a different way. I sort of invite the idea of censorship because some of historically censorship brought out some of the most interesting, beautiful scenes in the 30s. You know, where men and women couldn't like both. You know, there was like a weird censorship laws around sex in movies, and so it turned into some of the most beautifully tense, uh, subtle. Uh, sexual scenes. Um, censorship is really, I think, challenges us to say the same thing in, in a in a more complex way. Um, so I really invited that. I was like, yeah, let's let's do it. Anyways, uh, long story short, in the end, um, about a month ago, uh, they sent me a laundry list of things to change in the show, most of which I said yes to, um, with some caveats, because at some point, you know, the show, I'm naked in the show. Like, I can't, like, they were like, you can't sit that way and I'm like well I'm not I can't sit with my legs crossed all show <laughs> like, like I'm naked guys the audience is gonna see some vagina like it's gonna happen uh, and then uh, and then uh, what the festival d decided to do when I was refused even after I had sort of said I would comply with almost all of their requests um, they decided to in solidarity with me and another artist that were both uh, had been refused the censorships uh, accreditation basically refused to uh, 
yeah, we, we just didn't make didn't make the rating. We didn't pass their their checkboxes or whatever. Um, so the festival decided in solidarity with us to not have the show. So they were saying that they didn't want to compromise us or our artworks. That they were going to side with us. They were going to cancel the shows altogether. Uh, and they've still invited us to go there. So I'm still going. I'm leaving in two days. Um, and and I'm seeing they're putting me up, and I'm seeing lots of shows, and it's going to be a weird fun time. Um, but but their whole thing was. Um, this is how we make change. Uh, we make change by saying no to censorship laws, um, by siding with the artists. Um, I, I'm going because I hope that there's an opportunity for me to have more of a conversation with the people there. I think, uh, I think if, if I were running a festival, I would have replaced my time slot with a conversation where I could have just sat and talked, but they don't know me and I, I, get, I get that 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 they're being safe. I also imagine that um, there's more going on that I don't know about because we seem to be all on track, and then overnight they, they sort of canceled the, the performances. So I, I'm wondering if there's, if I don't know, if peop, there's been a lot of online complaints, and I wonder if I've received death threats or something. You know, like I don't know, who knows? Uh, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to speculate too much. But but I'm but there does seem to be something else going on. So I'm excited to go and start a conversation and uh, just be present. But yeah, Singapore has decided that because of the nudity. I'm sorry, this is so long and drawn out. But uh, Singapore has decided that because of the nudity in certain aspects, um, it's against their censorship laws. So, for instance, I reenact Yoko Ono's cut piece in, uh, in the show, and uh, it's against the law for an audience to be asked to cut my clothes off. So it's fine for me to cut my clothes off, um, but if I'm passing scissors to an audience member, I am like inciting some kind of I don't know, sexual deviance, and that's not okay. So that was a section that I was like, oh, like, I have to reenact Yokona's Cuppies. I mean, and that was one where I was like, I just won't be naked underneath, I'll wear a slip. Um, because it's more interesting to have people cut the clothes off than for me to cut the bit entirely. Um, yeah, so, but those, their, their definition of nudity was very strange, censoring pornography pictures, but not art historical pictures. Um, having me be naked, but I cannot ever sit in a squat, posi squat position, very strange. Um, sending official emails back and forth to basically government bodies talking about, uh, well, no, I, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm gonna sit in that way sometimes. Like <laughs> it's strange. It was strange, um, but I'm excited to see where it goes and and where I think it. If I do ever do the show again, um, right now it's on hiatus for a while. I'm taking a little break, but if I do ever do it again, I think I'll rewrite a censorship section in the show talking about this experience talking about what bodies were censored and what weren't, talking about why, where those, those arbitrary distinctions come from that, oh, the art history pictures are fine, but that boob on that woman, you can't show that. But your boob in real life is fine. But your vagina, in that moment, not okay. Uh, you know, so strange. Um, and, and, and I think t ties in with a lot of what you're talking about, this idea of uh, deep ingrained shame and societal things where, in different contexts, all of a sudden, it's not okay. In in uh, nudity, it's 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 an interesting roller coaster ride. That's for sure. So you said the show is on hiatus. There's no more planned performances. Not at this time. I'm really relieved about it, to be honest, because it's um, first I'm getting pigeonholed, and it, and it, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but I am. Uh, I do not only do naked artwork. Um, I do other kinds of artwork, but I feel like 
the more I do this show, the more people are like, oh, that's all you do. And I, and I sort of have to be like, oh, okay, like, I do other things. I do many things. Um, and so I'm interested in sort of just putting some energy into some other things for now. Um, and I will return to it. I have to. It's, it's such a huge part of, of, of my life. Um, <laughs> and, but I am interested in my body is very, I'm, I'm a young uh, white woman. I talk about whiteness in the show and I, and I have a lot of privilege. Um, I am a stereotypically beautiful body. I have a lot of privilege. It's really easy for me to get up on stage and do a show <laughs> in a weird way uh, compared to perhaps other bodies where there's more shame around them and more stigma around them. And I am interested in um, allowing other bodies to take up the torch for a while to sort of support other works. I work a little bit as a producer, so I'm trying to produce other other shows that delve into nudity in a strong way um but then also maybe when my body's changed maybe when i'm a little older i would love to do the show again as an older female body i think there's so much stigma around the old female body and i don't i haven't lived that yet so um I, i'll have to wait <laughs> you know uh, for that but those kind of narratives the ones that i don't feel like i can tell are really really important um and i kind of want to privilege some other narratives for now for now yeah <laughs> So hopefully Thea uh, will be doing that show perhaps at Bear Oaks this summer where we had discussions. She's interested. Um, it would fit very well with our uh, arts week uh, during which we have the uh, we're, we're going to be doing the uh, art residency again, as you heard in an earlier episode. So perhaps it'll be during that. So if you're interested and you're in the area, just keep an eye on our calendar or our social media, and uh, we will announce it if we do go ahead and manage to work something out so that Thea can uh, perform Naked Ladies at Bear Oaks. So that's all for this episode of The Naturist Living Show. Thank you, as always, for listening. My name is Stéphane Deschain, and I'm your host for this podcast and the owner of Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. I make this uh, show with the help of Sean Mitchell, who makes the task so much easier by doing all the time-consuming editing. And you can find links to all of the items I mentioned in the show notes on the website at naturistliving.baroques.ca. I'm actually working on a new website uh, that'll be standalone. I've actually registered uh, naturistlivingshow.com, but I'll announce that more formally when it comes. Please keep sending your comments and uh, your ideas and your suggestions. Uh, you can reach me at the show's email address, which is naturistliving, one word, at Bear Oaks, that's B-A-A-R-E, of course, bearoaks.ca, because we are in Canada. And you can also call and leave a comment. You can take as many tries as you like. You can even delete the show, the message when you're done if you don't like it. Uh, the show's number is country code 1-905-473-6060 or toll-free in Canada and the U.S. at 1-888-373-9124 or via Skype, which is free. Bear Oaks is our Skype name. And then once you get the main phone line and the main phone system, just dial extension 333 for The Naturist Living Show. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us again for the next episode of The Naturist Living Show. This episode of The Naturist Living Show was brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. Traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Traditional values means that naturism is more than just taking your clothes off. It is a life philosophy with physical, psychological, environmental, social, and moral benefits. Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park strives to promote those naturist values in a modern setting 
that provides the amenities and services that our members and visitors expect. Free your body, free your mind. Learn more at www.baroques.ca.